Welcome. This is Oliver Schirach, and this is the Oliver Schirach Show. Today, we have the owner of Human Prosperity, Max, uh, with me, uh, Max Zeng. He's in the Bay Area, and it's morning for him. <laughs> it's evening for me. So for the ones which see us in the, um, in the video, and welcome, Max, to my podcast. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Oliver, for inviting me. Yes, so let's find out who are you. Uh, describe yourself with um, three words or sentences. Uh, three words, it's, it's going to be hard to say. Um, but yeah, basically, I am the founder and CEO at Human Prosperity Inc. And I want to help people to be, be happy, and among other things. Okay, so how would you describe yourself privately or business-like? Like, you're a funny person or um, uh, adventurous person? How would you describe yourself? I think that kind of changes and evolve over time. I mean, like previously, a long time ago, probably, you know, uh, for the past couple of years, I'm more of a, uh, I would have been a software engineer. So therefore my mind is very logical. I always think, think in terms of very, very logical and based on facts and things like that. So, and not so much in, in terms of emotional intelligence in the area. So that's one of the areas that was kind of lacking. Um, but yeah, and recently, uh, since I have finished my life guide to how to actually be happy, and now I have actually become a little bit more uh, intelligent in terms of emotional and also happiness as well. And, and that's what I currently, you know, try to teach my clients in terms of happiness, intelligence, and productivity and such. Okay, so you say you, you, so you say emotional intelligence can be learned. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, definitely. I believe everything in life can be learned. So uh, yeah, it's just a matter of finding the correct uh, approach uh, and of course, uh, help, uh, finding someone to help you get there as well. So hiring a coach or, or such. Yeah, I just mentioned because you said you were not so good with emotions before and through the, your journey, you became more emotional intelligent. So that's why I say Mm -hmm. um, so you learn it on yourself. Uh, are you have you been a sporty or creative kid, or have you always been in behind the computer as a kid? Or uh, yeah, mostly on a computer. I mean, like uh, as a kid, I didn't really. Um, so I didn't. My parents, uh, my my dad kind of died and like uh, passed away when I was young, uh, around uh, seven or eight. And and then it was just my mom, uh, you know, and my mom was working more, all the time. So like I didn't, I, essentially I grew up without any kind of parental guidance. And yeah, so therefore like, you know, I just kind of went to school, come home, watch a lot of TV. Uh, so that's why my eyes like this. <laughs> uh, and and aside from that, yeah, I just mainly kind of stay with uh, playing with kind of mostly playing game on computer. And eventually as I grew older, I got into the computer field and I was uh, very much into computer science uh, and computer classes, computer programming in high school uh, and then of course throughout college and, and then made that, uh, made that into my career as well. Where, where did you grow up? Because now you're in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, originally I was in, uh, chi from China, so in the Guangzhou area. Uh, 
And uh, I was there until 10. So I moved to the Bay Area, to the United States when I was uh, 10, around 10. And uh, initially I was, my family were in the Florida. So, uh, and from there, I lived there for a couple many years uh, and actually went to college in University of Central Florida. And uh, yeah, and yeah, after a few years, then that's when I started to um, move to other states uh, when my job uh, kind of moved me. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. so that's actually a funny journey itself uh, because like uh, my job, I, I initially I got a job uh, at uh, say uh, within a software company in Orlando, but then that company got acquired by a company in Atlanta, Georgia. So I moved there. And after a few years, that company got acquired again by a company in the Bay Area. So that's how I got to the Bay Area. Uh, and, uh, and that company, Ariba, also got acquired again by SAP a few years later. So I didn't go to, I think SAP in, in Germany. So I didn't go to Germany uh, since I have family now. Um, so yeah, so eventually I just decided to uh, move to, uh, to go to LinkedIn instead. Uh, because of course, LinkedIn also got acquired a few years later. <laughs> so each company I've been, you know, it has always been acquired a few years later. Uh, and uh, yeah, the latest company I was in was uh, Confluent, and that company is a startup. And uh, likely it's not going to be acquired. However, that's going to likely go IPO soon. Okay, so you have the experience of moving um with the company and, and yeah. realizing what happens when the company is acquired and the changes happening uh, through the acquiring yeah mm -hmm. so what was that a tough change for you with the changes like that or what, what was the hardest for you when when uh, the company was acquired and you had to move the two times mm -hmm. you did to move yeah i didn't really find it too hard i mean like i, I found it was kind of interesting uh at the same time it kind of provided new opportunities uh to actually make changes so with each transition i actually kind of transitioned to a different role as well so oh. yeah from the initially i was in the first company i was actually in the technical support slash qa uh, area and then with the with that first transition to the other company in program in, in atlanta I transitioned to a technical analyst, which is does integration and, uh, and data uh, migration and things like that. And then from there, I transitioned to a software engineer on the next company, so. Okay, cool. That gives you a lot of experience. So what I normally ask my, my guests is um, if there would be a new color in the coloring box, what color there would be and, and why would they be that color? Uh, for me, it's red. It's always red. That's my favorite color. Uh, and the reason for that is because, like, you know, it stands for passion, love, and emo strong, strong emotion. And that's what I, that's what I have inside of me. Uh, my the color of my car is also red. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a red candy metallic. It's a very nice color. So it's a Mustang as well. So I'm <laughs> all about speed and you know. Uh, that fire inside of me. Uh, but of course, I never actually expressed that throughout my entire life uh, into externally. It, that fire was always just inside. So, uh, and uh, yeah. Okay, did, did the fire burn you up inside or if you kept it inside? 
No, I wouldn't say burnout, but I guess I just wasn't myself like completely per se. You know, I was only showing part of myself. Uh, and and so therefore I wasn't living like my full potential uh, that way. So I was kind of mostly throughout my entire life, I was kind of living, you know, kind of in some way kind of minimum because I wasn't really motivated. So even though I had the fire inside me, but I wasn't motivated in many different areas. I find it like going to work, coming home and all that stuff was kind of boring. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that kind of led me to, you know, uh, think, you know, depressed and at the same time, you know, become sad because uh, you didn't even thought about suicide, so. Okay, um, yeah, but just let's continue there uh, now that we are there. So, because you kept this, this the fire, the passion, <laughs> like the, the speed, more inside and why didn't you not show it to the other people why didn't you not live it do you know why or mm -hmm. mm, i mean it's just i mean it's something that wasn't trying to get out per se i mean i just kind of live life and then i just didn't really have any kind of dream or any kind of uh, specific direction nobody's say you know tell me that or actually ask me or push me to that i should access in any way and so I just kind of live life uh, based on logic because I was a very, very logical person. And purely based on logic, I wasn't emotionally intelligent that much. And so therefore, I just based on, you know, just do things as I should, you know, go to school, come home and uh, get a job and, you know, do those normal things. But I never really feel strongly about anything specific, per se. I mean, I did like uh, doing, you know, doing this stuff with computer, uh, because that's the, that's, I guess, easy and, 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 uh, easy to understand and it's in time easy to uh, play with versus, you know, people, uh, because, you know, people are just, uh, wasn't, you know, quite logical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are not logic. So when, when did you kind of change that? When was like the lowest point? And you said suicidal. Um, mm -hmm. When when did that happen? Did how did it happen? Was it like one day to the other, or did you really feel like the energy leaves you and you feel more dark? What happened mm -hmm. there? It was just kind of a slow kind of process thing. I mean, like you know, th because throughout my entire life, like going to school, like going to college, uh, I actually didn't even want to go to college in the first place. And I didn't actually plan to. I just after high school, I was just gonna go to work on different art jobs and there and there because I didn't really care about what kind of job I had. And yeah, only when my computer science teacher uh, actually said, like, told me like, hey, you should apply and go to college. Uh, and I did, and I, I got a, so I just went ahead and did that. Um, and of course I got a full scholarship because I did uh, good, get a, I did have really good grades. And, after going to college, I tried, I started with computer science, but then you know, the motivation wasn't quite there after a while. And so I started switching majors. Okay, so I started switch to uh, electrical engineering, switch to business administration, switch to computer information science, uh, and then eventually switch back to computer science. So, and of course, uh, at the end, I just decided to drop out instead. So. <laughs> Uh, because I just wasn't motivated uh, and wasn't that interested in it, in, in, in it. 
And then of course, I just end up doing, you know, working in kind of odd job, like uh, waitering uh, and other things. Uh, and then from there, eventually, you know, got into technical support uh, for Dell. Uh, and then uh, eventually my brother got me a, a referral on, for his company, uh, which is a software company as a technical support over there. Uh, and that's the start of my professional career. Okay, so you just, yeah, you, you didn't have the motivation, but you just kind of... Yeah, things just kind of move along. So I was, my my life was just kind of like that. So I just kind of keep on moving and life kind of, kind of pushed me along the way. I wasn't the one driving it. I, I essentially was just being pushed uh, along the way. And eventually I just feel like, okay, I'm just kind of, you know, going to work, coming home. Like I just didn't know the, what's the point. I mean, like every day is the same thing. Yeah. Uh, might as well just end it and then you know, be done with it. Uh, yeah, so that was the, the lowest point. And, and of course, during this time I was in my career wise, was actually pretty in a decent, pretty good state. I mean, I was uh, working as a software engineer. Uh, actually a technical analyst, you know, doing data integration and things like that. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, it was a pretty good time uh, in terms of my career. I was, you know, having a good job, um, but yeah, it was just kind of, you know, boring, Could kind of, you know, very boring, kind of going, you know, going to work and coming home. So that's when I started to think about that. Um, but of course, yeah, it was just a thought. I didn't really do anything. Uh, and then, you know, my mom suggests that I should get married and since, you know, it's uh, time for me since I had a good job and I was old enough to be in a state to get married. Um, so yeah, I decided to, to get married uh, instead. So, uh, you know, with my mom's help uh, and kind of put, so I got, she got pushed me in that direction. And uh, after getting married, you know, that was a fun part, you know, get that fun honeymoon period. Uh, but obviously, you know, eventually that also ended after a while, so uh, usually happens. And then of course you get you know, some arguments there and there and conflicts. Uh, so I started having you know, conflicts at home. And of course, you know, at work, I still has not figured out like, you know, the, the emotional aspect of things. So I, know I always get into arguments with other people, especially engineers. Uh, yeah, because a lot of engineers have, has a very strong opinion about how they do things. So yeah, it's very easy to get into heated arguments about you know, what's the right approach and things like that. <laughs> uh, and for me, I didn't know how to deal with those kinds of things since I wasn't you know, emotionally intelligent. Did you have any any guidance to be more <clears throat> emotional, intelligent, or more uh, to learn the communication in between people? Because he said computers were just logic and easy mm -hmm, <laughs> compared yeah. to people. Uh, and I, I do see the problem with your father dying and your mom apparently not having another husband and mm -hmm. trying to... Do you have any sisters? Or brothers? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have a brother and a sister and an older brother and a younger sister. Okay, um, so three kids. So she had to yeah. make sure the three kids survive and then moving to the US mm -hmm. and then yeah. working yeah. hard so you have a better life. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I can yeah. see. And did you did you uh, do a lot with your sisters or was every one of you basically mm -hmm. alone? Yeah, I mean, when we were younger, we were together. Uh, and yeah, my mom did uh, get remarried to an American Chinese. Uh, that's okay. how we got here, actually. Okay. And yeah, from, but the thing like, you know, yeah, he didn't really care about us, of course. I mean, like, so he pretty basically left us alone. Uh, 
And so, yeah, when we were young, we were kind of together and uh, because we had to you know, learn English and doing other things uh, by ourselves. So in terms of school-wise, like, you know, uh, all, every, everyone, all my siblings, I mean, like they did pretty good in school, uh, including myself. So, um, but yeah, that's the only thing that we kind of focus on. We weren't, we weren't social, per se. Well, I guess, except I said my sister. My sister was the only person that was social and she actually had a lot of friends. Uh, so, um, otherwise my brother, he was, he's also in computer. He's having like software engineer uh, since the very <laughs> beginning, so. Um, so yeah, so I mean like, uh, so yeah, I didn't really have any kind of guidance per se. I mean like, you know, to, uh, to the way I was acting basically was pretty much normal as a software engineer. I mean, for software, software engineer, uh, you're not supposed, you're not social, not, not that social. You always just can be a computer starting code and things like that, or playing video game and things like that, you know, anti-social kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much a normal expectation for a software engineer. And yeah, so I, and so yeah, nobody, no one would really, like provide me any guidance and because of that. And at the same time, I didn't really seek any guidance because I didn't really care too much. Like I wasn't really motivated. I didn't really know what kind of resources are out there. I didn't really look. Uh, yeah, and of course, you know, sometimes I do have managers, you know, because I've, they work at different companies. I do have different man managers that kind of helped in some areas, but their focus wasn't like helping me to be like, you know, become uh, a superstar or anything like that. They, their focus would be kind of making sure that, you know, the work gets done and I always get my work done. So I'm very good at getting my work done. Uh, of course, sometimes you get into, you know, some conflict with other people and the managers will kind of help, help, you know, kind of um, resolve that kind of conflict uh, and, but yeah, but yeah, I think managers, they, it's not, they don't necessarily like, will mentor you. They, they don't necessarily teach, like try to teach you emotional intelligence per se. I mean, like they will help you resolve a conflict and they sometimes will provide you with some, some tips or some, you know, some, 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 some guidelines. But uh, yeah, uh, I think it's not really, maybe it's not their job per se uh, um, to do that. Okay, so you didn't have like, yeah, there's a lot of talk about having mentors, managers, leaders, mm -hmm. uh, bosses, uh, which is not the same, right? Uh, they can all yeah. be in the same position, but if you're a boss, you're different than a leader, different than a manager, different than a mentor, right? So you mean, mm -hmm. as a software engineer, the expectations was not that software engineers are social creatures, because you have the big Coca-Cola or Pepsi bottle next to you, <laughs> yeah, big glasses, and you're just sitting in front of the computer, and you don't communicate. It's kind mm -hmm. of a little bit stereotype, but um, yeah, that's uh, typical. Yeah, and then when you have a manager, I guess the managers in that region probably are also not the most social people, because mm -hmm. who knows if they also have been software engineers and climbing the ladder there, they probably just look at the outcome. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you solve the problem? Um, yeah, but where did you get from there? Now you were talking, so you were just going through life. Life was just pushing you. You were not controlling life. Your mom was getting old and sick, and she felt like you should get married. So this was uh, organized marriage, or mm -hmm. did you have no. anything? No, yes, a uh, I mean, no, I mean it was uh, introduction. So I mean, like, I did went back to China, and it was an introduction. Uh, yeah, it's not arranged mar marriage, but it's just an introduction. 
introduction marriage yeah okay so how long did you know her before you got married your wife mm, a couple of months <laughs> and she came from china to us or mm-hmm. okay yeah it, it's just different cultures right <laughs> <It's>, mm-hmm. <laughs> i've been talking to a lot of indian people and you know i'm swiss now i have also south america south african it, it the world we're all the same but there are certain things which are just different okay so then you got married you had honeymoon you know the butterflies and all this nice and that also flattened out and now we know also as a software engineer and you, your sister was the social one but your brother also not like like you in front of the computer <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. what happened after you you know your your butterflies from the marriage the honeymoon was going over and you started fighting with your software engineer co-workers and probably also at home mm-hmm. what happened then mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's definitely you know uh, uh, yeah i mean it's not like a lot of stuff going on all the time but you just you know uh, but i guess somewhat moderately often i'm not quite sure how to say it, how often it is per se um but it's definitely you know something that's kind of you know keep on recurring because i wasn't quite sure how to manage it and how to resolve it uh, completely so and yeah, and uh, and pretty much kind of goes everywhere I go. I mean, wherever, even whenever, whichever company I switch to, there's always you know someone that I have a conflict for. Um, but of course, at home, you know, I, I there's no switch. So I mean, like, so you know, uh, just from time to time, I was getting into arguments and not quite sure how to handle the situation and things like that. And so therefore, it kind of just recurs uh, and just you know. And, and so yeah, like I just didn't know really know how to be happy or how to be and how to be you know keep on being productive. Oh, well, I mean like I was productive. I mean I know I'm I'm very productive, uh, but only when I I'm happy. When I'm not happy, then you know I don't have any productivity. So so therefore it's like you know I just. You know, but even yeah, even for productivity, something that I was kind of really was interested in as well. That's like one of my uh, things. That's what I was uh, working on, like how to be coming up with uh, coming up with like how to be happy, and it's just you know, how to be productive. So those are two things that I started working on, um, and I started that about two years ago. Um, I started writing a life guide in in those two areas, and um, only. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Three years ago now, I guess, maybe, yeah, no, two, three, yeah, it's two years ago, no, that, yeah, three years, three years, three or three or four years ago, that's when I left LinkedIn, and uh, yeah, that is the pivotal point for me, uh, because, like, when I was LinkedIn, I wasn't thinking about, like, you know, uh, emotional, you know, emotional stuff much at all, and, like, um, and like empathy and um, compassion, like I didn't really understand those th- things uh, then. Only during my last w- week, that's when I actually started to uh, to think about that stuff. And um, yeah, one of the things that kind of triggered that was an article that's written by Jeff Weiner. So he was ex CEO at LinkedIn, at LinkedIn, and he wrote an article about you know comparing compassion compassion versus uh, empathy. And based on that comparison. Uh, that's when I kind of get, get kind of start understanding. Okay, okay, this is what empathy is, and this is what compassion is, and this is how useful uh, compassion it is in terms of leadership, in terms of you know relationship and things like that. 
And so, yeah, that's when, when I got to my uh, last company at Confluent, that's when I started to, to kind of reach out a bit more, talk to me more people and try to use empathy, you know, try in you know, compassion and to build better relationships. And which, you know, it was, you know, good at the start for a few months, but then, yeah, eventually I just didn't know how to handle it because it got to like the amount of emotion because when you actually being compassionate and empathy, that means you understand other people's and, and feel other people's emotions. And if you don't know how to manage that well, it can easily you know, overwhelm you. So, and so I started to become overwhelmed. And once I, I was gotten overwhelmed, that's when I kind of was withdrawn uh, and kind of go back to myself again, kind of focus on myself. And so therefore started thinking about, okay, how can I be happy uh, or, you know, and uh, be productive all the time. And then that's when I started two years ago, start writing my life guide. So, and every day, single day, I start iterating on that life guide. Uh, in terms of like uh, coming up with steps on how to be productive. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, I think that I think actually didn't focus on happiness per se in the, in the start. It's actually, I was actually mainly focused on being productive, how to actually be productive. Uh, actually, really, it's not about, not necessarily about productive, it's how to live a great life. Uh, and so yeah, it started with you know some steps with happiness in there, and some steps with you know cap uh, productivity all mixed in in there. Um, but as time goes on, uh, as I you know as I iterate, and sometimes I think okay, I finally got all the steps right, but then you know some 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 event in my in real life always proved me wrong, like you know always throw a curve at me, it's like okay, oh the step I came up with does not work. So I keep on changing the steps uh, and eventually evolve to the current state, which you know has four steps to be happy uh, and then four steps to be productive. Uh, because at some point I realized that happiness and productivity, they are actually separate things. Then you need to have dedicated uh, steps to be happy because you, a kid uh, actually very happy, but they're not productive. And an adult, so some of them are very productive, um, but they may not be uh, happy per se. So, so they, and so therefore, you know, uh, yeah, they, well, they are happy in some way, but it's just not very happy. So, so yeah, so, so these, they're kind of distinct, but it's not, they also kind of related. So, so eventually I will come up with a relationship, which is like happiness actually enables productivity. So you do need to have, you know, certain level of happiness. Uh, and then, of course, the productivity elevates uh, happiness. Um, uh, so it's, it's it's basically a nice circle. So if mm -hmm. you, <clears throat> because I was just thinking when you said when you look at kids which are really happy, they're not productive. Um, but I think productivity is also kind of sometimes labeled by others. You know what is productive. And I guess for kids, they probably have the feeling they're very productive in whatever they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can see the point. Productivity doesn't mean that you're happy because you can just grind, right? Because I hear that as mm. well. You can just work, work, work. You're productive, but you're not happy. And probably that was for you for a long time because you said, you know, you were working as a software engineer and the managers just looked at the end result and you were able to bring the end result, but you were not really happy. You were just living life. Um, but I can also see when you're happy doing whatever you do, I guess you will have 
better productivity or how do you see that mm -hmm. yeah so that has to uh, yeah i mean that has to do with uh, what i mentioned in terms of i uh, know happiness enables productivity so uh, the thing is like i was as a software engineer like when i'm actually writing code i was happy doing doing that kind of stuff so uh, um, but of course, like outside of that, you know, in general, in terms of life in general, I just wasn't quite happy there uh, because like all the conflicts that's going on and at the same time, I wasn't motivated. So like, you know, in terms of general life, I wasn't like that happy per se, like, you know, and sometimes getting depressing sadness and, you know, things like that. So, um, but in terms of actually writing code, uh, I, I do enjoy that. And so therefore I was able to be productive. However, when they when there are days when I'm like really sad to a point where I just, yeah, don't, I don't even want to write code anymore. Like I don't, you know, I could enjoy it, but then you know, I just don't feel like, you say you're so sad to a point where you just don't feel like doing anything anymore. And that's when, you know, productivity essentially dropped down to zero because you, you're too sad to do anything. So. Okay, so how did you, when, when did that hit you? Was that two years ago when while you were writing that? How how long in your uh, life guide were you to realize, hey, I'm I'm not happy, so now I do not really want to write any code. How how long did it take for you in this iteration of writing down your life book uh, life guide? Yeah, I mean that process. I mean, like I've been iterating on it, and I thought you know quite often times I actually get it right in terms of steps. Um, but uh, yeah, after, you know, iterating for almost two years, like, you know, I, that it took that long. So, um, because the, the, because, because during the entire process, when I was iterating, I did not separate out the ha happiness steps. You know, uh, there has some happiness in there, but I did not really focus on happiness. I didn't think it was that important. Uh, or I didn't know it was that important. And only, only at some point, once I realized, oh, happiness the what was actually really missing and I need to have that step to make it happen and so that so I can actually be productive all the time because I am productive as long as I'm happy naturally you know whenever when, when I'm happy but when I'm not happy then it goes down uh, significantly or down to zero so that's when I started looking at around me in terms of like oh my kids like you know how are my kids so happy all the time uh, so based on what they do, I came up with the happiness steps, you know. Okay, so you looked at kids, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I modeled it against my kids, uh, since they're the happiest people I know. Uh, <laughs> and the things that they do well, which are by my steps, is, you know, uh, that number one, you know, they, they sleep really well. So you have to sleep well in order for your, your body, your mind, uh, everything to work. So, and that's the most important thing. That's the number one skill you have to have. So if you master that, then everything else is basically set, you know, you, uh, because you all be naturally happy if you sleep well. So the second thing that kids do well uh, is that they are able to kind of naturally let go of things. So, uh, because they don't actually think about the past, they don't think about the future, you know, uh, and anything that happens, you know, tomorrow, they, they don't remember it. They kind of naturally just kind of forget about it and simply let it go. Because they're able to let go of things, so therefore they're able to be happy. Uh, and the third thing is that they are like enjoying the present. Because they're constantly 
just playing the toys right there and then, you know, uh, and just enjoying whatever they do. So, and that's the, the yeah, that's the, that's what makes them really happy. Uh, the last step, you know, the last thing they do is not something they consciously, consciously do, um, but something they implicitly do is that, you know, they nurture their drive with positivity. So they constantly look for things that they, they love to do, they, they enjoy doing, and they focus on that. Because they focus on the thing they enjoy, the positive aspects. Uh, so therefore they make it so that they want to do more of that, uh, things that make them more happy. So, and yeah, those are the four things that they, the kids do well. Uh, and so that's why they are so happy. Wow, that's uh, that's awesome. So, how old were your kids when you looked at them? Mm -hmm. uh, when doing the steps, the steps were developed about, about, about six months ago, I think. So, so, but, so uh, how old are, are your kids? My kids are eight and six right now. So they were like four and six years old when you started mm -hmm. with your process. Yeah, and yeah. half a year ago you finished up your steps. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, but that's um, that's beautiful. I can see my son is six, and I, yeah, get it. in January he's going to be seven, and my daughter is nine, so they're just a bit older than yours. Um, I can see them have yeah, yeah. You're right. They still enjoy what they do now, but that my son is thinking of what happened and the future, so he's really stressed actually mm -hmm. and depressed oh, because yeah. he focuses on the negative things what happened, how was mm -hmm. the day. Oh, I didn't get the ice cream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you like to see the dinosaurs. Yes, I did. You like to see the tigers. Yes, I did. But I didn't get the ice cream. I'm like, oh. so, so I, I'm struggling with my son actually focusing too much on the negative things. When I listen to you, it's like, this is basically what so many spiritual people say. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Eckhart Tolle, Satguru, I don't know, Tony Robbins. And you, you, you basically found out and how did over the two years how did you your happiness increase did you realize is it just in the last six months when you came up with the four steps or did you get happier and happier and happier the more you worked on your life guide mm -hmm. yeah i mean some aspects are they get better and better as i work on my life guides throughout the, the times um and yeah yeah, but the, the pivotal point, like the big significant change did not happen until I completely separate out uh, the, and having the dedicated steps for happiness. So once I have the dedicated steps for happiness, that's when a lot of things happen um, because afterward I was able to be happy every single day. So in being able to be happy every single day, what that translates to is uh, you have complete productivity, 100% productivity. So it's, that means every single day, I'm able to do so many different things. Uh, and that's when I started to uh, do, to actually write another life guide, another, another guide, what, what I call a double your happiness and productivity guide, which I started collecting various different techniques and skills from uh, you know, all the different books I read. Because I started reading a lot of books as well. Uh, so I was reading about one book uh, in one or two weeks. So. 
I'm still and, struggling with that. You have to tell yeah. me how you read so many books. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and that's you know based on some of the productivity techniques like speed reading. So like you know, after people only read about you know 200 to 300 words per minute, but then you know if you actually apply some of the simple technique reading reading techniques, then you can easily double that to about you know 500 to 600. Uh, and of course, the super super readers, you know, they go up to 1,000 um, you know words per minute. Uh, and you know, if you're able to read 1,000 per minute versus 200, you know that's five times faster. That means you can read a book in one hour versus you know uh, five five hours. That's a lot yeah. of time saved. So I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite there in terms of the 1,000. Uh, I am in the 500 area. So 500, 500. area, yeah. So which is still you know twi twice uh, speed, uh, faster than the average. Um, but yeah, so then the, that guy, that's new guy that I wrote right now has 39 uh, different skills and techniques to help you to be productive uh, in terms of the very different areas, uh, such as like, you know, um, memorization, execution, uh, execution as in like, you know, uh, when you're actually doing your work using like techniques to like Pomodoro techniques to improve your concentration and then flow techniques to in making sure that you really enjoy the work and, and able to kind of learn and challenge yourself and things like that. Uh, and of course, it goes into like, you know, exercise, sleep, um, and also meditation. Yeah, I actually um, teach three different kinds of meditation. Uh, so that's the mindfulness meditation, concentration meditation, and the loving kindness. And you know, all those different things have different uh, use, uses. Uh, and yeah, yeah there's uh, also leadership uh, and public speech and speech and things like that. Like all the various kind of skills that you need to uh, to be good uh, to be productive in in your work uh, or in life. Okay, so so you have two life books, or is this, or is it just that you took the first one, and improved it so mm -hmm. much that it's basically? I currently have three life guides right now, uh, so. <laughs> The first okay. one is what I call a great life guide, um, which the first one I wrote that it took two years to write. So this one has, you know, uh, has, has is a framework. So it's a, it's a framework, it's a generic framework. It doesn't contain like five specific things, uh, but it's very generic in terms of how do you be happy using four steps, how to be productive in using four steps. And then it also has, uh, you know, in terms of having you having a personal mission because that's more meaningful. Life is more meaningful when you have a personal mission yeah. slash dream. Uh, and so there's also three different values in that guy as well in terms of you know the values you should have to uh, to have human prosperity. Um, because you can have all these different skills uh, that you can have, um, but you could use it against or for humanity. So it's really important to actually have common values to ensure prosperity and humanity. So that's why there's three values in there. And those three values is actually good for building great relationships as well. And those three values are you now truth. So because if you don't have truth, it's, it's like, you cannot have a, you don't have a solid foundation. So, and then the second one is pleasure. You know, we have focus on doing things that makes it feel good uh, and not pain. So, and Third thing is unity. So we have to have unity, focus on, have unity in mind uh, when we do things. Um, because if we just focus on logical right or wrong, like I'm right and you're wrong, you will, you, will, you could win the, the argument, 
That means you win the battle, but you will lose the war, which is the relationship. You broke the relationship. So, so that's why it's really important to keep unity in mind. And that's actually the second pivotal point in my, in my life when I actually uh, realized that that was what I was missing in terms of the relationship I have with people that, that I know in the past, in the future, and in my, with my wife or my you know, co-worker and things like that. It's because I never had that in mind. I was always focused on logical right or wrong. Uh, instead of focusing and instead of having this value of unity in my heart. And once I embed this unity value in my heart, then things change in terms of my relationship. Everything becomes better. I was able to start resolving all conflicts with my wife, along with any issues with, uh, with my coworkers and things like that as well. Wow. Um... Uh, oh yeah, and let me finish guess, uh, in terms of that. So that's the, my first life guide. The second life guide is the double happiness productivity, which contains 39 different practical skills uh, in terms of memorization skills, techniques, uh, and things like that, uh, meditation. And then a third life guide, which I just recently released about like a few weeks ago. So this one is called the path to genius. So this one, this one uh, is actually a combination of all these two guys together, uh, but into a step-by-step -step, uh, guide so that you can just take one step at a time and making sure it's a path. So you kind of, you know, so that you don't actually go randomly learn different things because the other thing, they're not necessarily in order. So this is the third guide, putting everything together into a into a step-by-step -step guide so that you can just kind of walk from step one all the way to step 17. There's 17 steps right now. And each step oh. teach you different things, uh, and you want you want to master. You want to learn the, 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 the some of the first steps first before you can learn the other ones. So, and it's named Path to Genius because uh, the the concept is that uh, I want to help you to become a genius in life. So, and a genius in life is a person that actually uh, can knows about what life is and how to be happy, productive. Uh, live your dream every single day and be a genius in any field you're choosing. So that means, you know, that once you take all the path, the path from end to end, that means you actually know everything there is known uh, that allows you to become a genius in life. Then, you know. Wow. So I'm just writing that down. A genius is someone that knows what life is and how to be happy. Is that mm -hmm. yeah? I'd be happy, productive, live your dreams every single day, and uh, be a genius in any field of your choosing. Uh, that means uh, skill development. Awesome! Wow, that's a uh, that's a lot you basically build up in two years. I mean, it started four years ago when you left LinkedIn. You said, and in the last weeks of that, you were reading a blog post from. He was still the CEO uh, when he mm -hmm. when. Or was he not? CEO? Yeah, he was. Uh, Jeff Weiner was the CEO during the time when I left. Okay, and that was his uh, post. Yeah, yeah. But then I went to a startup, which is uh, Confluent, uh, and I was yeah. there for three and a half years. Uh, and and I formed my company uh, back in July. So. Uh, and and what did did you leave um, the job and you're just working for Human Prosperity now, or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I just uh, left my job uh, two, uh, three weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in October. Uh, yeah, 
uh, middle of October. So that's when I left. And uh, I wanted to do full time um, because I'm starting to uh, go into my second phase of my company. So the first phase of my company was to provide life guides uh, and it's not to provide coaching services to help people to be happy, productive, you know, live their dreams, um, and also become a genius. So that's the phase one. And, and yeah, I'm once that's successful, now I am moving to my phase two. And for phase two, I need more time in terms of you know, building software. So phase two is actually building software, digitizing the service that I have into something that people can just use on their phone and to kind of train themselves and things like that. So, yeah, so that's what I have started. And uh, and right now I actually have it released available already uh, as uh, four, four, four steps uh, within the Path to Genius. So basically the app is actually based on Path to Genius Guide. So like the so guide is path to genius.guide. So you just go there, HTTP colon slash as, you know, path to genius.guide. <laughs> and then there's the app, which is the same thing. So it's going to be path to genius.app. So, and if you go there, you can actually start uh, you know, training yourself in terms of the, you know, how to the, taking the steps to become a genius in life. So there's only four steps so far, and I plan to add the remaining steps uh, um, uh, before Thanksgiving. Okay, when is Thanksgiving for you guys? Mm, uh, 24th. 25th. Yeah, 25th. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Week, I think. Yeah, I've been in Canada, so they have a different date. Um, much earlier, I think. I think it was in October. I've been <laughs> okay. So the twenty fifth of November, you want to have all seventeen steps, if I got right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Most likely they'll be expanded out more, but yeah. Okay, so you you talked about the life guide, your your path, and it's amazing that the pain in your life brought you somewhere where you can be happy every day. Are you happy every day since you have the, the steps? Mm. Yeah. Or did you I have flow say, days? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say I'm happy almost every single day. Yeah. Uh, I think for the past uh, few weeks, it's a uh, past, no, past week or two. Uh, it's maybe it's a little, little rough uh, because I'm, I think I've been kind of burning myself out uh and at the same time uh because maybe because i've kind of fully focused on my company and kind of spend so much time to the point where i'm forgetting to follow my steps <laughs> so yeah I can see. because i'm not because i'm just so focused on building my code company in terms of writing the software for, for doing coaching and uh, and also i've own, own podcasts uh, as well, and uh, of course, you know, I'm also writing uh, different posts, uh, you know, on LinkedIn. So, like this, so many things I'm actually doing, uh, and and to the point where I'm just like, my mind is constantly racing, constantly trying to come up with new ideas on how to build out my company and how to do things, and uh, to the point where I guess I'm just uh, sometimes forgetting to follow my own steps. Uh, so yeah, so so now I'm kind of slowly kind of slowing everything down a little bit uh, and kind of going back to my steps. So uh, so yeah, once I'm uh, back on my steps, uh, once I am back in my steps, then yeah, I am happy every day. So I, I guess you just learned something 
more, another step or another adding to your process, what happens if you forget? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you just have to remember to uh, do things. I guess hire a coach. <laughs> so if you hire a coach, you kind of remind you uh, because sometimes, uh, because sometimes when you're deep in the weeds doing things, it's easy to forget. Easy not see some things. So yeah, I do have my own coach too, uh, but it's a it's a group coaching, so it's not quite the same as a guided coaching. Uh, maybe after at the end of my group coaching, maybe I may, maybe I, I should hire my own guided coach uh, uh, in some uh, some ways. Okay, so so what are you um, what are you offering? You were talking coaching courses, LinkedIn uh, blogs or courses, and you also do a mm -hmm. podcast. You said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So in terms of like what I do right now, provide internal services. Uh, so I mean, like we, I have live guides for free, which is at hp.tools. So and there, you know, you can access live guides and also my our services. So the services is just coaching, and I provide coaching uh, in various different areas. In actually four different areas, but I'm thinking of expanding to five different areas now um, because I think, yeah, so I'm actually going to start actually rebranding myself into five different areas. So uh, uh, the first one is happiness. So I, help, I want people to be happy. Uh, so each of the, each area is, you know, you can think of it as a, something depends on the next one. So like, you know, or not, no, something the next one depends on. So it's like, which layer depends on the name? The layer in the next one depends on what I'm talking about now. So, so everything starts with happiness. You have to have happiness, you know, uh, because everything else kind of falls apart if you do not have happiness. So that's the most inner layer. Uh, the, you know, the first thing I want to help people with. The second layer is productivity. So once you have ha happiness, then I want to help you. I, will, I help, want to help people with productivity uh, in terms of how they can be productive in their job or in very different aspects of their life. Uh, and then after that, then uh, this is a new area that I'm going to start going to, which is a career advancement. So uh, because this is a practical thing that people care about, like you can be happy, productive, like, you know, those in some ways very kind of abstract. But, you know, what people really care about is like, OK, how do I get promoted? How do I get to the next level in my career? So this is the way that more practical aspect comes in in terms of the thing that I teach. So I want to help people in that area starting uh, starting to. So career advancement, that's the third thing. And after that, you know, you know career is kind of a small aspect of, of your life because you know, the outer, outer aspect outside of that is dreams. So the dream aspect, that's like what you what you what you want to accomplish in your life in terms of you know the ultimate career that you want uh, or you know the or the lifestyle that you want the, the dream that the bigger the bigger piece so that's the fourth thing uh, i want to help people with yep. the last thing uh, that i want to help people with is become the ultimate ultimate is combining everything together which is become a genius in life i want so that means the ultimate, the last layer is the genius development. I want to help people to become a genius in whatever they want to do. You know, be starting with being a genius in life uh, and then, you know, uh, help them figure out and help them develop the skill necessary to become a genius in anything that they choose. So that's coaching. 
uh, and you know, uh, and of course, you know, uh, I'm writing the software to help people in you know, training themselves in those areas. So, um, and then of course, there's a other aspect which I do have a podcast show as well uh, to to kind of learn from other people, uh, and that will actually help others in terms of their life story. It's just kind of similar to this, um, and. So that you know, like uh, because people can connect well uh, when they actually hear other people's story in terms of their struggles, their failures, their challenges, their their dreams and passions, and uh, from there they can kind of learn and kind of use it to to uh, to improve their life. So okay, and then on LinkedIn, what are you putting on LinkedIn? Hmm. It's a very different things. So, I mean, like, uh, yeah, whenever I actually write, learn something new uh, or actually write something in my life guide, then I I'll post those kind of content. All my content, all my life guides are on LinkedIn. So, and then of course my podcasts, I mean, like I post them, you know, whenever I have a show on there. Uh, and the third thing is like, I do try to on a daily, almost daily basis, you know, uh, based on what's going on in my life or based on, uh, what I see, like on TikTok, I will kind of draw some wisdom out of it, <laughs> live wisdom, and kind of post uh, post something. So, okay, okay. So it's um, yeah, I wasn't sure if I heard or understood right if you have courses on LinkedIn or if it was blog mm-hmm. posts. No, this is just blog posts. Yeah, okay. courses. Uh, not yet. Maybe someday. <laughs> I know because ah, yeah, LinkedIn probably bought um, what's her name linda.com which had all these classes because now it's part of a linkedin learning and linkedin has then been bought by microsoft who knows what (laughs) what is how but yeah that's how we connected actually it's over linkedin now that you mentioned it so many times (laughs) Mm -hmm. so wow this is a lot you offer here um yeah, maybe too many. Uh, yeah, I think like uh, one of the things that my coach, my coach kind of tells me is like when you try to help everyone, uh, no one listens. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and 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 you should like you know ideally as a coach you should specialize in a specific area and niche, uh, and uh, and 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 if you actually able to message that niche well, then you know then 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 you can be prosperous. So. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, I do understand the concept of that, but then at the same time, like, I want, I don't want, I don't want to focus on specific niche per se. I mean, like, I want to help people to become uh, their full, their, their, their complete 100%, you know, uh, full potential. So in order for them to be, reach their full potential, then it is necessary. Uh, for me to be able to help them in every single aspect uh, of their life uh, to become uh, successful. Yeah, I, I think you will, I mean, you're, in, you're pretty long in this process, but I can see definitely you start with happiness. And I think mm-hmm. you have a really good point there. You you probably, I don't know. Yeah, that's in, my in the few years, This is basically your core, right? Because you yeah, want to make core. sure that people are happy. Because if you're happy and you understand unity, then a lot of interactions, a lot of communication stuff will fall apart and not fall apart. The stress fall in place. Yeah, fall in place, but the stress will fall away because mm-hmm. now you 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 think from a different way. It's it's like this. 
compassion and love, unity. People need different words and different approaches to come to the same point. And I think your path as a software engineer as being pushed through life gives you a unique place, probably for software engineers around the world, and there's many of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or anyone else as well, which feels just being pushed through life instead of living life and know what they do. And by 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 starting at the happiness and then make people more productive, that just gives so much. If you have the feeling you achieve something, and I, I definitely dig it what you say, because I know when I'm happy, then I'm just doing stuff. I mean, this week, three, four times, I just got annoyed with my kids. And I'm like, why do you get annoyed? But I could not finish. No, last week, now it's Monday. Mm-hmm. I have not finished a podcast which should have been uploaded three, four days ago with the mm-hmm. show notes because I was so low in energy. I was so annoyed and so angry. I couldn't do anything. And I just got tired, really tired, really low. And so happiness is so important. And 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 the four points you brought up with how are kids happy, they just let go. They don't think of the future. They don't think of the past. They're in the present. That's Eckhart Tolle, the power of present, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's so important. And then you're much more productive, but you don't listen necessarily on the outcome. But I guess you look as well and help the people to look at where you go, right? So you have the feeling you're productive because you know where you're going. You're, you're reaching the goal. Mm-hmm. And then you feel you achieved something and therefore you are productive or you feel productive, which then feeds the happiness, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. right? Something yeah. in, in that. Yeah. And, and that's so powerful. I think you really don't, don't feel bad that you have too many things. I think these things are really one thing. It could be too much for you as a mm-hmm. one-man show at the moment, but you have mm-hmm. to start yeah. somewhere, right? You build the software, you're making the podcast interviews, you make the blog post, you have uh, the tools ready. Where, I mean... Where should people reach out to you that they say, hey, now I like uh, <laughs> what I've heard here. I want to try that out. How do they get to, in touch with you? I mean, LinkedIn, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you just uh, go to LinkedIn and search for Max Zeng. Uh, or you can just Google it. Uh, if you're on Google, you just type in Max Zeng. I'm the number one result. In there. <laughs> oh. Uh, and yeah, I'm very active uh, on LinkedIn. That's my main platform. Uh, and uh, of course, you can also call, go to my company's uh, websites, uh, which have several different ones. Uh, you can go to hp.tools, you know, for like, guides and services, which you can, you know, use a link to book an appointment. Uh, and of course, if you're ready to book, actually kind of, you know, want to start trying out coaching uh, every session, uh, you can just kind of go to hp.coach uh, to book a session uh, immediately. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, we will talk about any of your challenges, your dreams, uh, and, uh, and anything else you, you, that's you know that you that's going on in your life. And any kind of problem you have, I will help you solve it. So uh, that's uh, that's you know that's that's my goal. Uh, I don't specifically focus on one. I help you on every single aspect. Um, but yeah, the main ones are happiness, productivity. Uh, career advancement, dream planning, uh, and yeah, and skills slash genius development. So, um, and of course, I mean, like if you want to start kind of you know taking the path to genius, uh, you, know, you can you know so go to go the path to genius.app. So you just start going there, and 
uh, try it out. There's four steps in there. So, you know, it starts with telling you, kind of uh, telling you what is life and what is a genius in life. Uh, and followed by, you know, how do you actually develop your genius, which you actually, and follow, and then the third, third thing is making sure you have believe yourself. Because, you know, if you don't believe in yourself and you don't apply, nothing happens. And then, of course, the, the fourth step that's in there right now is about unshackling your chains. Because if you have chains holding you back in terms of your fear of failure, your, um, your fear of your flaws or, you know, or any kind of past traumatic events that's you know, holding you back, you know, you won't be able to live your life completely. So it's really important to be able to unshackle yourself from those chains. Uh, okay, super. A few questions I jumped over because you were almost just so absorbed by your story. <laughs> and and um, any any advice? Now we talked that you had managers, which were not leaders, but any advice you have heard over time and didn't listen to, or or received that you think is very valuable for people nowadays. Any kind of advice that's valuable for people um, from, from your side. <laughs> yeah, or you would give yourself like before you went to the uh, college, like you know, mm -hmm. like if you could oh, go back to you yeah. and say, okay, and what I mean, advice would you give yourself? Um, find a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, like. Getting because there's a lot of things you really need to, to learn about life, how to, you know, what I mean, uh, and without having someone there to kind of guide you, you know, it's easy to get lost, uh, in many different ways. So, I, th I think, you know, a lot of people don't really think about hiring a coach, or I mean, it's sometimes expensive, and they, they don't think about hiring a coach because they don't think they need it. You know, they just want to try the, their life and they, they think they can get there and they think they're doing fine in terms of career. A lot of people get it. Like, for example, a software engineer, like if you got a software engineer job at the company, uh, you feel like, oh, yeah, you accomplished a lot and, you know, you don't actually need a coach. But that's wrong. That's not right. You actually still want a coach to help you in very different aspects so that you can actually advance your career to uh, faster. So you could do it yourself. But it just will take a lot longer and you'll make a lot more mistakes. So, um, but if you do hire a coach that, you know, uh, knows those areas, then you could, you know, get to advance your career much faster. That means you get more promotions. That means you get more money. So, so you're investing in yourself. The key is investing yourself you now uh, in, in any way you can. Uh, and hiring coach is one of the, the best investments you could uh, do. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like that is the uh, advice. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, I, I, a practical it, one. So, in terms of practical tips, I guess, like, you know, it's really about, I guess, believing in yourself. So, like, you, if you if you don't believe in yourself and you don't apply yourself, uh, then nothing happens. And the thing is, if you do believe in yourself and apply yourself, anything is possible. So, a lot of people don't believe that. Uh, and and that's what limits them. So a lot of people think that like a Steve Jobs is someone that's born to be a genius, and he was like that, you know, from the beginning. But that's not the case. Like you know, he was a cash job out. He also didn't, you know, find the classes interesting. Uh, but the thing is, what made him successful um, 
much more successful than I am uh, is the fact that he focused on his passion uh, from the, the from day one when he was in college. You know, starting from college, he was super focused on whatever makes him excited every single day. And you know, he constantly asks himself, like, you know, if he's excited to be doing what he does every you know today, and if the answer is no for a few days. He will start doing something else. He will start making changes. So, because he's always constantly working on doing something, he's excited every single day. That means you know he's growing, you know, uh, so so much faster than everyone else. And because that growth, in terms of the mindset growth, uh, that's what makes him so successful. Uh, the way that he actually is, and of course, you know, constantly focus on his passion. He's not chasing after money. I mean, like, you know, that's a, a lot of people kind of chase out of that and it's not quite the thing you want to chase. And it's not, you know, it won't get you what you want. So it's really important that you chase after the past something that you really, really love doing, which is your passion. And by doing that, that's how you can become, you know, so good at what you do. So because that's how you can become a genius in what you do. And once you become a genius in what you do, you know, everything else follows. So... So that would be my number one tip. And of course, you know, number two tip is like, you know, uh, really, you really like really start loving yourself. Like, you know, uh, people don't love themselves, which is which is why these two steps are the first two things in my path to genius guide. So like unshackling your, your chains by loving yourself completely, including your flaws, your fears, uh, and your failures, especially failures. You know, a lot of people shy away from fear because it does not feel good. They see it as something they want to avoid. But the truth is, it's actually something you want to seek. You want to fail as many times as you can. Because the more times you fail, that means the more times you learn. The more times you learn, the more times you grow. So if you fail a thousand times, that means you have learned a thousand things. And then you become a thousand times stronger. So... So it's really important that you actually want to start appreciating and loving the yours. So right now, in some ways, I'm failing in many different things right now because I'm starting my own company. There's so many things I'm failing right now. Uh, and it is a struggle. It does not feel good. But I know, you know, it's a lesson that I need to learn. And once I learn this, once I learn all the, every single thing that I'm struggling with right now, I am going to be successful. I'm going to be much, much more successful uh, you know, a, a month from now or, you know, a, a year from now uh, because I'm loving all my failures and I'm appreciating and learning from my failures. Wow, that's, uh, that's like three, four advices here just packed together. I guess um, the call to action is already in your advices. I mean, I do not have to send any call to action. I think uh, unshackle your chains by starting really to love yourself also make mistakes because every mistake means you have learned something new um the other one is more practical find a coach and <laughs> we can start yeah. with you uh i've heard that so many times we always consider it ah, it costs money but in the end if you know where you go because someone a coach sees your shadows right which you mm -hmm. don't you don't want to see or you cannot see uh, because it's a different angle because that they're not invested in you somehow. I mean, yes, you give money and the coach will be able to pay their bills with it, yeah, but they're yeah. not they're not your husband or wife or 
or, or brother mm -hmm. or whatever can lose something they really want to help that's mm -hmm. so yeah. awesome um yeah and a lot of, a lot of successful people like executive they have multiple coaches they don't have one they have multiple uh because each coach you know they generally specialize in a specific area and because they have expertise in a specific area like expertise in uh, meditation or expertise in uh you know leadership or expertise in um emotional intelligence so that's why like some of the most successful people they hire all these experts you know these coaches specialize in those areas uh to help them to become more even more successful uh and that's exactly how they become so successful because of the fact that they have all these experts helping yes. them wow it's the the whole show was awesome just this one thing which is nagging on the back of my head <laughs> because i started the podcast uh doing ah yeah, the idea came while, while doing my master thesis on radical innovation portfolio management and uh, I had a group of people four or five people with the CEO of the company there to look at the different um, processes to come up with you know a process to have continuous ideation right and and eventually find these radical ideas uh, either for a product for a process a service whatsoever and one of the person was very strong saying I'm not creative I don't have ideas And the other one also was kind of in that and and that stuck with me and so i started uh one and a half years ago finally to <laughs> after six years of waiting to to start my podcast on creativity so now all the things you talked here so i'm just curious how would you define creativity for yourself with your words try so it's something you try and experiment i mean like you know and uh, You know, when you try and experiment with different things, that's when kind of creativity kind of comes into play. And, uh, and you know, just don't be afraid because a lot of people kind of, it's kind of ties into the other tip, which is the, the, the fear of, you know, being embarrassed or fear of failure because a lot of people are afraid of what other people think of the ideas. So they kind of shy away and kind of, and, and so therefore they don't take action or they don't even tell people um and because that fear that kind of is holding them back you know it's important to kind of shackle that it's like hey it's okay if you whatever idea throw it out there if it lands great if it doesn't that's fine too you learn from it so and the thing is you don't want to be the one you know saying no to yourself so you know you know if it's if it doesn't work you know let it, let let it happen you know but don't be the one you know this is holding yourself back so you know uh in in terms of like you know yeah so that's kind of things that hold them back and, and aside from that you know really just kind of throw ideas out there in terms of being creative like you know just uh, randomly put ideas out there randomly try different things and 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 each time because your brain is like it's very creative by itself automatically it always has ideas flowing left and right so and if you just start like you know, anytime you have an idea just jot it down somewhere you know or you know it's really you will have thousands of ideas i have you know probably a hundred of them uh on my phone's uh, notebook so um and yeah so it's just a uh, great to kind of jot them down um but yeah sometimes you know it's important it's jotting them down is what just part of one part of it writing them sharing them is one part of it The second part is really about taking action 
against some of them. So because if you don't take action against some of them, uh, then you know you you will not you're not realizing that uh, you are not able to push the idea to fruition. So so it's important to take that second step as well. Uh, you don't have to try all of them. You know you can just pick one or two, kind of try them out and, and see where 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 it goes. Um, uh, yeah. Um, when when are you most creative? When are the best ideas coming for you? Uh, when I'm doing walks. So like when you walk, uh, it is scientifically proven to increase your productivity by 60%. So, so that means, yeah, so you should, like if you want to be creative, you know, take a walk uh, and then just let your idea flow uh, because your mind is naturally creative. Um, and, and there's, um, you know, different kind of, techniques that you can actually use to kind of increase your productivity, creative, creativity. So there's um, a world thinker called Edward de Bono. So he wrote a lot of books in terms of how to think better uh, in not just using logical. And he came up with a very different type of thinking. So lateral thinking, design thinking, perceptual thinking, and all the different kinds of thinking uh, is something you can actually learn and become good at. So in terms of like idea generation slash creativity is also a skill and learning technique, uh, it's a thinking technique that you can actually learn as well. So like one idea to generate, generate one idea to generate ideas uh, or thinking uh, is that using random words, like, you know, this is from Elote Bono, like the, if you just randomly pick a word and then try to use that word to come up with a solution for the problem you're trying to do. So for example, you know, you can randomly pick a word like bacon and then try to apply that to the problem you try to solve, world hunger. So, okay, so world hunger is probably you try to solve and you have bacon, okay? Well, that's kind of, it's a kind of easy match. So I mean, like people, you know, love bacon and it's a great food source. So, I mean, you can kind of come up with tons of business ideas, you know, out of, you know, creating bacon, uh, things like that. So let's say you want to try to come up with different kinds Bacon products. Uh, so, so now, you know, problem is that you're trying to come up with different bacon products. Now let's throw a random word in there. Let's say wood or, or yeah, and based on wood and bacon, you can kind of come up with, okay, yeah, obviously you can use kind of different kind of smoke, uh, the kind of wood to create kind of smoke and things like that to create the kind of flavor. Um, let's say put a rock in there. Okay, so now we have bacon and a rock. How do you, what can you do with a bacon or rock? That's uh, a grill, a new grill, which looks like a rock. Yeah. And then it's smoked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you keep doing that, tons of ideas comes out. So this is one of the techniques um, uh, from, uh, from Evo De Bono. So, and he has a ton more in terms of different kind of thinking. Uh, so this is also one of the things that I teach uh, as well uh, within in my life guides, uh, within my coaching as well. So helping people to think you differently, uh, using different kinds of thinking and not, not, not just logical. Okay. Uh, logical is good for directly solving a problem, tackling a problem, but it's not great for design slash idea generation. Awesome. Wow. Now... I think we have an awesome package here for the people. I mean, if the people won't love that interview and that knowledge they get here and reach out to you, I do not know. Um, before I close down, because I can hear the kids are running around, so that my wife needs help uh, putting them. 
Do you have any books? I mean, you, you said you started reading books and you read 500 words. I did speed reading from Jim Quick and I came up to 300, 350 words. But to say it went slow down, I did more podcasts and I read less. I'm working outside, I'm moving, cutting trees, bushes and all that stuff. I love being in movement. So what kind of books would, like two or three books, if you have, uh, you would recommend to the people right out of the head? I mean, there's Arno de Bono or whatever he was called, mm -hmm. How to Think yeah. Better. Yeah. Edward de Bono. Uh, so he has lots of books. Um, lots of books. <laughs> I will go with uh, one of them is Lateral Thinking. So, so Lateral Thinking by Edward de Bono. That's a really good one. And, and the second one, one, yeah, and the second one is Limitless uh, by Jim Quick. So, <laughs> and that, that one is a, has a tons of uh, ideas in there and techniques and skills. Uh, uh, in terms of like different mindsets, uh, removing the limits, uh, memorization techniques, and things like that as well. So uh, that is the number one book I always recommend, Limitless by Jim Quick. So I'll throw in a third one as well, which is the one I'm currently reading, uh, is Emotional Intelligence uh, by Daniel Coleman. How the heck? Coleman? Yeah, kind of hard to say, but that's a G, Coleman. That's not Coleman, like Go Coleman. But a G, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's kind of hard to say his name. But a G, Coleman. Coleman. But then a Coleman, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a very good one as well. Kind of really help you understand, you know, the different area perspective uh, about emotional intelligence, like in terms of how the brain works, in terms of how, because in emotionally, because like, you know, uh, the, the way our brain works is yeah, apparently so they're going to build on top of emotional brain, like the first layer of the brain, uh, the one that actually controls a lot of the things that we do is the, is actually, you know, that uh, the limbic system, uh, which is the emotional part of the brain. And that one can easily hijack the prefrontal cortex, the thinking, the, the, the neocortex, which is the thinking brain. So, so that's why when you actually emotion gets emotionally charged, uh, you know, the thinking logic goes out the door because of the fact that that's how the brain is designed. So, uh, so yeah, it, I mean, it has a lot more other aspects about emotional intelligence. So it's a really great book uh, to read. Awesome. I mean, thank you so much. I mean, I know Tim Quick. I haven't read the book. I have been doing some quests with him and he definitely is full of tips and tricks. And lateral thinking, uh, I'm looking for that as well and emotional intelligence this is rounding it very well up um from what we've been talking and how is your podcast called human prosperity okay so it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah because it's about sharing lives people's life story to helping others prosper so uh, and uh, yeah it's also yeah same thing, same name as my company, just because, you know, it's, it's easy. <laughs> it's easy. Uh, I don't have to create a new one. Okay, what, where, where can people find you? On LinkedIn, um, on Spotify, iTunes, mm -hmm. Google? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, uh, my podcast is uh, everywhere uh, in all the different major channels, Apple Podcasts. Uh, um, so, yeah, just, uh, or you can just go to the website, which is uh, podcast.hp.show. <laughs> That HP that show okay, awesome. I mean, um, we'll put all the links in the show notes. Let's see if I have space for anything else <laughs> with all the links you have here. 
and I also write normally blog posts and also I share everything on LinkedIn and Facebook normally so people can find it. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Max. We had, um, it's a few weeks, perhaps two months since we talked last time. And mm -hmm. I know I've been pushing you out. I've been having so many coaches on my back, which want to help me. And um, it eventually was too much like for you. So I take it a little <laughs> bit slower. So yesterday and today I was in the garden pruning the trees because according to the moon and solar and stars, it was the best days where the trees apparently suffered the least. So I tried to cut as much as I could and make them strong for next year. So we have a lot of prunes and apples and pears and <laughs> cherries. My wife will love it when we get cherries. And I feel really good being outside using my body. So, and I'm so happy awesome. and I'm so grateful for all the guests I had lately. Uh, it's more busy than I expected. <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay. That's great. I mean, it seems like everything's going well uh, in terms of the uh, show and and your life as well. So like, you know, uh, last time we talked, I mean, like, you know, it's one of the things that you were struggling with was like a lot of things, you're still letting, letting a lot of things in and then yes. letting those things influence and kind of take, take over versus just yes, being you. So, uh, so for now, it sounds like you are much more in control. Uh, and it's not be able to let things go. Is that right? Uh, at the moment, it's it just at the moment. But I, I were exactly that was what happened. I'm like, I have to cut out more people, not because they're not friendly. Um, I yeah. just have to uh, find my my energy. But it it is also November. Uh, I don't know how it is in the Bay Area, but here in Denmark, mm -hmm. yeah, the it's tiny... cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's dark. <laughs> not only that, it's it's the the, the, uh, the light from the summer to the winter is extreme difference. In the summer we have at 11 at night you still have you still can sit outside and do work where at 4 30 now it's already dark so by by the our friend said at the 11th of december it's the shortest in the in the evening so it will not get shorter in the evening but then it's like at four o'clock dark right and it's like at nine o'clock sunshine and in the summer it's basically uh, uh, there's like one week where it's not getting completely dark so you can see it's also when you when you come from so much light to so little light, uh, plus November, October has a lot of clouds due to the cold, colder air and a lot of water, there's more clouds, which is natural physics, <laughs> logic. Mm -hmm. um, then you have even less light, even less UV, less vitamin D, so the energies are going down. And mm -hmm. I really said November is my no social media month this year. Uh, I will still mm -hmm. post <laughs> on Facebook at the moment. I'm not really on, on LinkedIn this mo moment. A month to just give more time for myself mm -hmm. because I just have less energy. It's it's also the body needs to adapt, and it's mm -hmm. a time for introspection, right? Find yeah. out what you love, what you like, what you teach, <laughs> like you, what you're telling people to do, and that's what I'm doing. Awesome! Thank you very much. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Oliver, for doing this. Hey, here's Oliver again at the end of the show. I, if you like this interview or any other episode I had so far, please head out and go to your favorite podcast host, podcast provider, and put that subscribe button so you will get all my future episodes as well. And if you're so friendly and you really like and enjoy and would like more people to be able to, to benefit from the interviews I have, go out to... Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are and 
leave some uh, review some ratings which will help to get my show a little bit more seen thank you very much for that and have a great day